Sage is fighting the fight. He has fought cities. He has fought counties. Politicians. Naysayers. Hell, he's even fought mayors. Thank you for listening to Sage and the Houseless Movement, a weekly show dedicated to the news and views of the homeless locally and worldwide. And all other things considered homeless? Yes. Broadcasting live from your Alexa device, the Radio Free Network app, iOS, WMBU.org, Many Voices United, and the RadioFreeNetwork.com. And now, from some wooded area in Akron, Ohio, here is Sage the Rage Lewis. That's it, I'm running for mayor. I uh, don't know what else to do. I don't know what else to do. Um, I watched all these people, you know, march all around America. They stood in streets. Sometimes they burned down buildings. I mean, even those crazy right wingers, man, they like, they stormed the Capitol, like, which hasn't been done in hundreds of years. Nothing changes. Nothing changes. And furthermore, I think that like the politicians sit back and watch it as an interesting social experiment that they um, are like, huh, this isn't that bad. (laughs) So you're telling me we just let these people do this stuff? for a while and uh, eventually they get tired and go home and people are like, yep, that's right. <laughs> like, ah, yeah, that's all right. I mean, whatever. They want to burn down a few buildings. Who really cares? They want to kill themselves. Who really cares? You're saying I get to stay in power and I get to do whatever I want. Yep. That's what I'm saying. Okay. So the only thing I can think is we got to take over the government. That's all there is. That's all there's left to do. Um, Malcolm X had a speech in Cleveland. I'm in Akron, Ohio. Cleveland's a little more north. The bullet or the ballot. And I always love that. Like he boiled it down so nicely. You either got to kill them or vote them out. And I feel like killing them is real hit or miss. <laughs> um, I mean, voting in somebody is risky enough, but at least so, okay. So here it is. Um, you kill somebody, you kill a politician, right? Now what happens? Another politician steps up and, um, I would think, I mean, this obviously isn't always the case. 
but like aren't you just going to get a worse one I mean isn't the lesson going to be well we need to lock that shit down they breached the, the walls here and that is that's holy ground that they have they can kill themselves but don't you ever dare kill us <laughs> I just think it's you're asking for a military state. Now, obviously, revolution is great, right? I think because I mean, that's we're born from revolution. If we don't love revolution in this country, I don't know who should love revolution. Everything we have is because of revolution. I mean, we just got off of 4th of July, right? That's the holiday of supporting revolution. So that's different than killing people. That's, I'm taking over, I'm basically creating a coup, (laughs) I think. I'm taking over the government. So that's like, that's still like the ballot, basically, isn't it? With a little lot of blood. It's still the government. That's, you know, then, then what do you have? You have a civil war, right? Like we had one of those too. That was, it didn't work out well for the South. <laughs> I'm reading uh, Ibram X. Kendi's stamp from the beginning, and he was talking about the first state to secede was South Carolina. And, uh, you know, in the Civil War. Didn't go well. <laughs> Not for them. Not for them. Thank God, too. I love South Carolina. I love all those Southern states. And I love the South. I love Southerners. They're a feisty bunch. And I love their Southern pride. They're down home cooking. Mm, mm, mm. Where would grilling be without the South, I ask you? (laughs) So I'm really glad they didn't secede. And I don't want Texas to secede either. I really like Texans. Lone Star State. We can let them down there do whatever they want, but they just got to stay with us. We got to. I want them over here, too. I love Texans. I love all these Americans. I love them all. It's just like some sort of rave uh, uh, like crazy party America is, you know? It's just there's so much variety here in America, and I love it all. I love all you crazy Americans. The crazier, the better. That's what I say. 
So I'm glad they didn't secede because then we'd be still bitter. And I think people are still a little bitter. I see them running around with their Confederate flags and that makes me angry. But I guess I need to also look at the fact that they're like, look, that's our that's our symbol for uh, Southern pride. And I'm like, yeah, but that's fucking traitorous shit, asshole. And they're like, eh, I know, but it's cool looking, right? I mean, we had a whole show, Dukes of Hazard, the General Lee. <laughs> like, yeah, I did love the Dukes of Hazard. And then, man, that movie where Daisy Duke comes out. God damn, God damn. Daisy Duke. She invented shorts, people. Daisy fucking Duke. God damn, that's amazing. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, look, I don't believe in violence. Not that I'm like averse to violence. You, you see, there's a difference. It's not that I'm afraid of it. It's not that I'm like, and, and, and I'm like, I would have been, if I wasn't already part of the American Revolution all day, every day. That shit was the bomb. It was fucking badass. I love the American Revolution. And I love that we now are friends with the British. I love it all. I can't take enough. I can't get enough of it all. We're like, fuck you, British. British, you're cool as fuck. That's what I love. I love that shit. But uh, I just think running for mayor is a little easier <laughs> and it's not easy. I was talking to the, my producer Christopher this morning and he's like, Hey man, I saw you running for mayor. Wouldn't that be crazy if you won? I'm like, yeah, it'd be crazy if I won. You know why? Because poor people wouldn't get their water turned off and have to live in a third world country. We wouldn't send people to prison and create felonies out of holding on to some sort of rock of drugs. Like, do you know you get a misdemeanor if you have marijuana, but you get a felony if you have meth? Most people smoke meth in Akron because it's cheaper. They don't even want to smoke meth. They just can't afford the pot. And I know they're not the same drug. I get it. But I'm here to tell you, I've done very detailed studies about this. Uh, everybody wishes they could do more pot, more marijuana. They love it. They can't afford it. They can't afford the pot. So they do meth. But you get a felony for doing meth. Not in my world. We decriminalize we got to decriminalize drug use. We have to, because I'll tell you what, you can't get a good job if you got a felony. Uh, a lot of times you can't get an apartment. You can't get, you know, like, uh, we got to decriminalize uh, sex work. Twenty six percent poverty. Let me see. That's the look. Wait, what's the poverty rate in Akron, Ohio? 
I was wrong. Only 24.1%. What's the highest poverty rate in large cities in the United States? Chicago, 16%. Columbus, 16%. New York City, 16%. Oklahoma, 16%. Detroit's 30%. Jesus Christ. Okay, it goes Detroit, 30%, then Philadelphia, 23%, and then Houston, 19 El Paso, 18 Okay? You got that? So when you put in a smaller city like Akron, 24%. It's above Philadelphia. It's above Philadelphia. A monkey should be able to beat Dan Horgan. That's what I told Christopher this morning. A monkey or a cute, fluffy puppy. You should run your puppy. Uh, But it's an incredible long shot for many reasons. I was at a... Home Depot, and uh, the checkout lady was like, hey, I saw you on the news. Thanks for doing the work. I'm like, yeah, yeah, sure. Thank you for watching. And she's like, yeah, that's Akron. And I'm like, oh, there it is. And that's how I lose mayor. Because of apathy. They're like, yeah, it's just the way it is. It's just the way it is. 24% unemployment. The highest eviction rate in all of Ohio. 26th highest in the nation. It's just Akron. Anybody should be able to beat Dan Horgan with the record he's got. Everybody's getting shot up. Okay, look, my friend uh, Zach Milkovich, he sends me these these stories. Okay, look, let's go through. Let me give you this story. So this was was posted July 7th, 2021. Authorities ID man killed in Akron's Tuesday night. A man was fatally shot while he sat in a parking lot at the Akron University Park neighborhood. Derek Davis, 24, was killed in a shooting. At uh, 11 p.m., this is the third homicide this week. (laughs) A man and a woman were killed in separate shootings on Monday. David's uh, death marks the 29th homicide this year. They're picking up guns. 600 guns have been recovered by the Akron police in 2021, up from 375 the same time 2020. 30. Nope, only 29. Davis is 29. We got 30 coming up any minute. 30 is coming up. Okay. All right. He's given free houses to rich white people. 
Uh, he's got a 15 year tax abatement. If you build a house in Akron and uh, these houses are typically $300,000 houses, it's white people that are move that are getting these tax abatements. Okay. Schools ratings suck. Taxes are high. Water prices are out of this world. It's ridiculously expensive. Anybody should be able to put their name on a ballot and beat Dan Horgan. Dan Horgan should be at the bottom of the barrel. You can't do worse than what Dan Horgan is doing to his city. You can't do worse. Yet, beating him is going to be unbelievably difficult. You know why? Tell you why. Because I have to tell you the inside baseball of this bullshit and your eyes are going to glaze over. But stick with me. I'm going to make it really easy. It's been like 30 years since a Republican won anything in Akron. Like, okay, let's it's a little less than 30 years. It depends. I think there was like a, 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 a. a council member, like 25 years or something like that. Okay. You can't win in Akron. If you're a Republican, you can't. Why? Because people vote down the party line. I'm sorry. You're kind of like sheep like that. You're you, you, uh, you think that all Republicans are bad. So that means that The general election, the one that will come in November of 2023, does not matter. That's the one where everybody goes and votes. And there's going to be a Republican on that ticket that you're hardly even going to know. And there's going to be a Democrat that you're going to know. Because they were chosen in the primary. Okay? The primary happens in May. The primary happens in May of 2023. That's where the decision is made. Do you understand? Most people do not vote in the primary. Okay? Do you understand? (laughs) Are you still here? Do I need to yell louder at you? Okay, let me tell you the voting numbers. Hold on. Let me get you the voting numbers of uh, how many people have voted in the last four primaries. Do you understand what I'm saying? The May 2023 primary is the only one that matters. I'm going to say it one more time. The May 2023 primary is the only one that matters. What did I do with it? Dang it. Where'd it go? Uh, poopies. Hold on. Crap. I don't want to. You, I, all right. Hold on. One. Wait. Just wait. Just wait. Just wait. It's going to be worth it. Okay. 
It's going to be worth it. Let me just find this freaking thing. And, uh, dang it. See, I get in these fairy rings of not being able to like stop. Ah, there we go. There we go. There we go. There we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. And of course it's not here. Never mind. All right, look, I'm going to tell you the, I wanted to tell you the specific numbers. doesn't really matter. There's 129,000 registered voters in Akron. Okay. 129,000 registered voters in Akron, about 12,000 vote in the primary. There was a high watermark about 20 years ago, about 20,000 voted out of 129,000. No one votes in the primary because they don't understand it's important. The primary is all that matters in Akron and most democratically run cities. This is the truth nationwide. The primary determines the winner because Republicans can't win in these cities. Okay? If you don't vote in the primary, you're throwing away your right to have a say in local politics. And you know who votes in primaries? Institutional voters, people whose jobs depend on it. The people that vote are the people in the government. <laughs> they go vote. And I'm sorry, old people go vote who uh, are afraid of change, afraid of a scary guy like me. Dan Horgan's doing the best he can. He's doing the best he can. No, he's not. He's a tool. He's a tool for um, these aristocrats of Akron. There's a ton of money to be handed out in Akron, and that's what he's good at. He's handing out the money the way he should hand it out. And so people are going to fund him because it's an investment in their business futures. Do you understand that? Do you understand that his brother-in-law is like, it has a super high position in the government. Dan Horgan's brother-in-law, not Oregon's brother-in-law, Dan Horgan's brother-in-law No, two R's, Akron. Okay. So here's an article in 2015 when he first won. Akron cabinet appointment questioned. Mayor-elect's brother-in-law appointed deputy service director. Akron mayor-elect Dan Horgan hasn't yet taken office, but one of his cabinet members is already being questioned. Current Mayor Fusco, who was the interim mayor, appointed Chris Luddle. As the city's deputy public service director, Luddle has worked for Akron for a decade, most recently as the highway ma maintenance superintendent. Although he'll report directly to service director John O'Moore, Luddle is Horgan's brother-in-law. 
Fusco is returning to a position of counsel in January, said he knew about the relationship between Horgan and Luddle when he announced the promotion, but thought Luddle was the best person. Of course he did. Fusco got a DUI in a city vehicle. Fusco is everybody's little bitch. He owes everybody everything. They have him forever. Okay? Who the hell stays in politics when they get a DUI in a city vehicle? Fusco. Sold his house for like over $300,000 recently. So, uh, now, Chris Luddle. That was in 2015. You need to remember this name, Chris Luddle. Akron. Director of Public Service, Chris Luddle. Okay? It's right below... The mayor. 2004, he began his career as a mechanical inspector in the building inspection division. Uh, 2007, he joined the sewer maintenance division, then later promoted to supervisor, where he gained firsthand experience in managed CSO projects. Uh, Appointed acting highway maintenance superintendent in the Public Works Bureau in 2014. The Office of Director of Public Service oversees Engineering Bureau, the Public Works Bureau, the Service Bureau, and the Water Bureau. (laughs) How much does he make? Oh, look, Sage Lewis wrote about this. As of March 2021, the average annual pay for a mayor of an Akron is 171,265 days a year or dollars a year. Uh, okay. Luddle, where are you, Luddle? Ah, Chris Luddle, $106,454. $106,000 salary. For being the brother-in-law of the mayor. Says right here, Akron City debt, $975 million. Annual debt service charge for us holding a debt every year. We pay $43 million. The Akron median household income is $38,000. Now here, uh... It says people in poverty, 23.5%. I wrote this in March. According to these people, it's now 24.1%. One out of every 4.2 residents of Akron lives in poverty. (coughs) (coughs) Anybody should be able to beat Dan Horgan. (coughs) Anybody. It is not there is no way you can look at the record of Dan Horgan and be like, oh yeah, that was pretty good. That was a good run that guy's had. <laughs> There's nothing he's done that's good. Nothing. 
Nothing. I mean, everything bad is up. Okay? Everything. But it's going to be incredibly difficult to beat him. And uh, because the people in the suits, the rational people are going to be like, well, that's, you know, we need somebody that, you know, understands government, (laughs) which means somebody that knows uh, where their bread is buttered. But here, the reason I'm bringing this up is because I cannot think of any other way to make change in this country. We are too divided. Let's say we're going to start a revolution. Let's be like, all right, everybody, it's time for some good old bloody old-fashioned American revolution. Let's get our hands dirty. We are so divided in this country. We hate each other. Conservatives hate liberals. Liberals hate conservatives. Atheists hate Christians. Christians hate atheists. White people hate black people. Black people hate white people. It goes on and on and on and on. And they did this to us. They did this. This is how they keep revolution from happening. They divide us. Divided we fall, united we stand. You see? They divide us. The media divides us, all the media. Fox News does it for the right. CNN and MSNBC do it for the left. Facebook just keeps us more and more in our little circles. When I tell my liberal friends that I have neo-Nazi friends, they practically want to faint. I have friends that have swastika tattoos on their head. Okay. (laughs) I have friends connected to Aryan Brotherhood. I have friends connected to Hell's Angels. I have many friends, more than I probably even know, that are QAnon. Okay? Why? Because we're all just doing the best we can. But I say all those words because to you, my liberal friends, you start even writing me off. You're like, oh, oh, I didn't know he was like that. I thought Sage was cool. Your cult messaging kicks in and it tells you, oh, I can't like that kind of person. They're a terrible person. They're a bad person. And conservatives, they typically hate, well, they hate uh, drug uh, people addicted to drugs. They hate uh, sex workers. They hate a lot of, they hate black people typically. They do. I mean, 
they hate the, the the idea of black people that they see on TV. You know, black people. You know, thirty days, sixty days in, and they're watching all those cop shows, and so yeah, they're they're afraid of black people, for sure they are. They don't know any black people. <laughs> But trust me, black people are terrible. Same with uh, liberals. They don't know any QAnon. They don't know any uh, (laughs) neo-Nazis. They just assume they're bad people. Anybody using a uh, Confederate flag, they're bad. That's a bad person. It's a bad person. They may be a bad person, but I'm here to tell you I have met good neo-Nazis. I have. Now, I don't want them to be in charge. Don't get me wrong. I'm not suggesting that we need to start a whole crystal knocked over again. You know, I'm not suggesting <laughs> we give them too much power. But hey, man, they like they like the they like the cool uh clothes and outfits and you know like you gotta admit they had cool shit right can you give me a i admit that that the nazis had some really cool shit look we have to stop hating each other There's only one enemy, and it's the ruling class. They are the enemy. It's not the people that put pillowcases on their heads. It's not the felons in the penitentiaries in the Aryan Brotherhood. They're just all trying to survive. Find a little bit of peace in their life. It's the ruling class. The aristocracy. And our apathy has taken away our democracy. We stole it from ourselves. Because people say, Stuff like, wouldn't that be crazy if you won? Wouldn't it be crazy if somebody who actually cared about the people won? Wouldn't that be crazy? Yeah, that's not going to happen. And so the biggest battle is... Apathy. We have been taught that there's not much we can do. And the only way an outsider is going to win is if we can get people excited about the process. Now, going to tell you my blueprint. 
<laughs> it's literally a book called Blueprint for Revolution. <laughs> I'm using this book as my guidebook on how to get people to care about change. So this came out of a group called Otpour. Um, and they, was that Serbia? Otpour. Uh, it was a political organization in Serbia from 98 to 2004. Otpour began as a civic protest group, eventually turning into a movement which adopted the Narodni Pokrit, the People's Movement title, against the policies of Serbian authorities that were under the influence of Slobodan Milosevic, who at the time was the president of Serbia and Montenegro. Following Sir, uh, Milosevic's overthrow in 2000, Otpor became a political watchdog organization monitoring the activities of post-Milosevic period in the DOS coalition. Finally, during fall 2003, Otpor briefly became a political party, which due to its failure to pass the 5% threshold needed to get any seats in the parliament soon merged with another party. So founded and best known as an organization employing nonviolent struggle as a course of action against Milosevic-controlled Serbian authorities. Otpor grew into a civic youth movement whose activities culminated in October 5, 2000 with Milosevic's overthrow. They threw out Milosevic, okay? They threw out an evil dictator, which is Dan Horgan. He's not actually as cool as uh, Milosevic. He's more of a puppet, but he's just as dangerous. He's stealing water from poor people. He's giving tax-free houses to rich white people. He's overseeing 24% poverty, only outdone by Detroit and above the second most impoverished city, Philadelphia. Philadelphia, 23%. Akron, 24%. He is an evil dictator that must be overthrown. Okay? Now, if I thought that would do it, we'd be done here. I proved to you that uh, Dan Oregon is the worst mayor in the history of the city because every metric says so. And you're like, holy shit. Thank you for pointing that out, Sage. I'm going to vote for anybody except Dan Horgan. Literally, Dan Horgan should get no vote except from like his, his, his brother-in-law. <laughs> That's the only guy. <laughs> I should vote for Dan Horgan because that fucker needs that job. Isn't that going to be crazy when they're both out of work? Dan loses his $170,000 job and... Ludlow loses his $100,000 job. They're going to be on the fucking poverty lines. Both families. <laughs> uh, nepotism. Okay. But I'm here to tell you that's not going to win it. That's not going to win the election. 
I can't get you excited about nepotism and uh, aristocracies and the ruling by the rich elite. Can't get you excited about that. I'm going with comedy. (laughs) That's what the blueprint people say. Let's see here. Uh, I told they were in this book, like there's a section says, I told they were, they, they had met with these Egyptians that were trying to overthrow their leader. He said, I told the Egyptians about Atpour used a lot of street theater. We didn't do anything too political because politics is boring. We wanted everything to be fun and more important, funny. In the early days of Odpor, I said laughter was our greatest weapon against the regime. Milosevic's dictatorship in Afro was fueled by fear, fear of our neighbors, fear of surveillance, fear of the police, fear of everything. Doesn't that sound like us? During, but during our time of fear, we Serbs learned that fear is best fought with laughter. And if you don't believe me, then try to think of the best way to reassure a friend who is about to be what wheeled into an operating room for major surgery. If you act serious and concerned, his anxiety will spike to crack a joke. Suddenly he'll relax and maybe even smile. Same principle is true when it comes to movements. So that's the plan. People street theater. I got all the reasons why the political reasons why, but politics is boring. What I need to do is make fun of Dan Horgan. We need street theater. We need concerts. We need performance art. We need stickers. We need t-shirts. The funnier, the better. And Dan Horgan needs to be the butt of all our jokes. Okay? So that's what we're going to be doing for the next foreseeable future. Just making fun of Dan Horrigan because he deserves it. He deserves to be ridiculed and mocked. And then we slip in some messaging of change and hope. I think I'm going to go with uh, the new hope. I talked to my wife about it and she's like, I'm like, what about new hope? And she's like, well, Obama had hope, had the hope thing. I'm like, that's right. I mean, I'm the new hope, which is, uh, isn't that, is that the name of the, yeah, see, episode four, Star Wars, a new hope. <laughs> I think I'm going to Photoshop Dan Horgan's face on Darth Vader next. I think that would be good, right? Looking at this old photo of this original Star Wars man, Princess Leia. Jesus. Wow. That woman. That's ridiculous. Actually, 
but Luke Skywalker uh, is more buff in this picture than he really was. But not Princess Leia. She was gorgeous. Gorgeous. May she rest in peace. Suffered with addiction a lot of her life. Died of a heart attack. Probably. I don't know. I, 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 I can't recall, but probably she was probably using drugs again. <clears throat> One of the conversations we have to have is about this addiction problem we have in America. And it's not a, the problem of addiction. It's the problem of judgment of addiction. We are increasing addiction by judging addicts. Does that make sense? They're living into our, our messaging that they are weak-minded losers. That they need to change. Even the most... you know, some of the biggest advocates for addiction um, are just all about telling you, you got to change. You got to quit. You got to quit your drugs. You got to quit the drugs, quit the drugs, quit the drugs. I'm here to say it's your life. Do what the hell you want. Did you see the guy? Ocean kayaker that got rescued. Okay. So this came over in June. Hawaii bound kayaker rescued by Coast Guard helicopters. They're not going to let me freaking look at this stupid article. Hold on, hold on. All right. Um, let me do this again. Let's see here. Washington Post, The Guardian. Okay, let's just go with The Guardian. Kayaker rescued during California to Hawaii. Solo attempt. It went bad to worse. Cyril Daramo was picked up six days after he set out amid rough seas and high winds, causing him to lose his sea anchor. Oh, no. Cyril Deramo set out from the coast town of Sausalito, California on May 31st, headed for Hawaii. It was supposed to be an epic 70-day voyage across the Pacific, but his hopes of paddling solo from the mainland of the island were cut short over the weekend by rough seas and high winds. Deramo was rescued six days after he set out by U.S. Coast Guard helicopter. He had endured several problems with his 23-foot kayak, but when he lost his sea anchor... He knew it was time to abort his adventure. It went from bad to worst very fast after that. Facebook post, he described an increasingly dire situation. His kayak was pummeled with 4.5 meter high waves. The vessel, that's high. The vessel anchor line became entangled in the rudder and his GPS stopped functioning. Jesus. As we were working with my team on a solution to the electronic problem, the general behavior of my kayak suddenly changed, which I immediately attributed to a sea anchor damage. In a few moments, my kayak was positioned almost parallel to the axis of the waves, and as I, and I found myself violently tossed from side to side along with all the equipment that was stored in the cabin. 
He continued, as night had just fallen, it was clear that the situation was not sustainable. Inability to eat, drink, sleep, communicate easily with my team ashore. After consulting with his land crew, Daramo phoned the Coast Guard for a rescue Saturday night about 70 miles west of Santa Cruz. A diver was lowered from a helicopter into the water and helped hoist him up. Daramo's boat remained adrift in the ocean. He says he hopes to coordinate a retrieval effort this week when the winds die down. I knew from the start it would be a difficult thing. I still have my passion for this uh, adventure intact. I am still determined to make it happen. I won't give up. Now, people are a little upset. They're like, why do we have to pay to get this numbskull out of the ocean? Is he going to get a bill? Here, the San Francisco Chronicle says it costs $42,000. Who's going to pay? When news broke, the U.S. Coast Guard was called to rescue ocean kayaker this month. Oh, it's the stupid San Francisco Chronicle. I hate these assholes. Can't read shit. Look, I try to read news all over the country, and all these fucking papers are blocked with these paywalls. So, uh, that's legal. It's legal for you to get in a barrel and float across the ocean to Hawaii. And if you get into a little trouble, you just call the Coast Guard and those fuckers will come right out and, and fish you right out of the water. Okay. You can sail around the world. You can get in a balloon and go around the world. You can get in one of those squirrel suits and 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 and, and fly down mountains. You can uh you ever watch those videos of uh those Red Bull extremist sports people doing crazy ass shit like skiing down mountains of you know ridiculous locations and skateboarder like it's just crazy. You can do all that. Okay. And all of that has a high risk of death. Okay. A high risk of death. Why am I not allowed to ingest a substance? How is it that I can do all those other things? And I can ask for help. They'll come and help me out. I get caught in uh, the desert. They'll send out search crews left and right looking for me. And they'll just keep searching until they find my body. I won't pay for that. But I take a little rock of synthetically created methamphetamine created by the German government. Incidentally, we stole from them. It was a war thing. It's okay. It's fine. Whatever. Um, that's illegal. It's illegal. Now, I can walk down to the uh, gas station and I can buy all the alcohol. I can be like, I'll take it. They'll be like, what will you take? The alcohol. Well, what do you want? I want all the alcohol. I want it all, like all of it. Yeah. Every drop and don't be hiding a, a bottle of, you know, uh, a mad dog 50, 50 underneath the counter. I want that too. 
and they'll sell it to me. And I can put it in a cart and I can push my cart up to my house. I can store it in my garage. I can store it in my basement. I can do whatever the hell I want with that alcohol. I can invite my friends over to drink it. I can boof it. I can put it up my ass. I can ingest it any way I want. It's my business. <laughs> I can do beer bongs with it. I can do anything I want with that alcohol. Anything. And nobody's going to come and be like, hey, man, you need to secure that better. And I can do the same with guns. Nobody's telling me how to secure my guns. They're like, you really should secure those guns. But nobody's telling me how to do it. I can lay guns all over my house. All over my house. Nobody's upset about that. I can do whatever with those guns as long as I don't hurt somebody else. I can do whatever with that alcohol as long as I don't hurt somebody else. Now, you drink and drive, you got a problem. Shoot somebody, you got a problem. Isn't that fair? You hurt somebody else while you're on drugs, you got a problem. Otherwise, not my issue. Not my issue. You want to make, you want to grow pot in your house? Grow pot in your house. I'm going to stay the fuck out of your house. Now, selling is a little more complicated. Um, I think we need regulations on drugs. I don't think anybody should be able to just like, I, well, I mean, what are these like cottage kitchens, right? Like I can, uh, um, can I bake a cake and sell it to a bakery or a, a restaurant out of my kitchen? But I think somebody comes and looks. So yeah, I think that's good. Like I like, I like people making sure the, the stuff I ingest is healthy, but right now we're not getting that in drug use. Who knows what we're ingesting? Thank God we finally are legalizing marijuana and you can go and you know what you can get. It's really amazing. We know what we're getting in alcohol. We know that it's like 3.5% alcohol or 11% alcohol. We know exactly what's in it. I'm sure those distilleries are getting inspected. Awesome. None of my business what you do with your life. You want to jump off a cliff in a squirrel suit? Be my guest. And we got systems to come and, 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 and scrape your body off of a rock and take you back home. Don't worry. We got you covered. We got you covered. We just don't like drug, act, uh, drug, drug users. We tried to get rid of alcohol, but the Germans and the Irish were not having that shit. Good for them. 
None of my business what you do with your own personal time. None of it. None of my business. How is it that I can get totally shit-faced drunk and you find that's fine? It's fine. You'll still give me welfare. You'll still give me food stamps. But I use a different drug and all of a sudden I'm a loser. Now you probably think alcoholics are losers too. You don't understand how addiction works. None of my business what you do on your own time. It's your life. You got 80 years if you're lucky out of what has been so far 13.8 billion years. Uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson says we got another 22 billion years to go. So what do we got there? That's like, let's call it 14 and 22. So we got 38 billion years. You got 80 of them. Do whatever you want. Just don't hurt me doing it. You hurt me. You got a problem. Hurt somebody else. You got a problem. But otherwise, enjoy your time on earth. Live your own life. Jesus Christ. not my problem what you do on your time and quite honestly if we'd stop judging people that use drugs uh, they might feel more comfortable being like you know man this isn't really what I want for my life I'm glad I did it I'm glad I experienced it but I'm ready to move on I want something new in my life we're still trying to get over the shame of Mental health issues. I'm on 40 milligrams of citalopram. It's an antidepressant, and I'm quite sure somebody's going to bring it up. Well, Sage is taking medication. He's probably unstable. No, no, no. It actually makes me super stable. I used to be a raging alcoholic, but uh, um, now I'm way better. And uh, I have a lot to thank for Citalopram, a loving family, um, supporting relationships. And uh, a system that works really well for me. And I have been very lucky to move on from that. But I'm glad I was a raging alcoholic. I'm glad I experienced it. Um, I had a lot of fun those years. We got to stop judging people, everybody. We got to get involved in the future. Thank you for listening to Sage and the Houseless Movement, a weekly show dedicated to the news and views of the homeless locally and worldwide.